Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Glass podcast presented by the Griffcast. My name is Nolan Hopkins. I'm here in studio with Curtis Petschke, Drew Laro, and Sean Kennelly. Today, we're going to be recapping a busy first week of the NBA season. We're going to get into the load management crisis that's going around the league. We're going to give you guys our early season award predictions, and we'll give you our game of the week picks. So, for the Off the Glass podcast, let's go. Hello, boys. Hey, what's up? We're back. What's going on? Back. We, we had a little hiatus. Yeah. Big SAT, SAT word right there. Hiatus last week. Um, but we're back, and we're back with, uh, with, a new, with a new man, new man on the campus, on the block, uh, new boys on the block, Sean Kennelly. It's my name. Don't Sean, wear it out. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are we? Good, 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 good. Love the sweatshirt, the Buffalo Braves sweatshirt. Of course. Oh, very fitting. Bring them back, please. I'm begging you. They're, uh, aren't the Clippers wearing yeah, those jerseys yep. Thursday? They are. Yes. They are. I'm trying to buy. I'm trying to buy like a Paul George one. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like one of those like cheap jersey ones. Off where? China. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. Stop. China. Come on. I'm calling the police. Catch me if you can. All right, okay, let's get into it because I feel like we're just going to get off topic if we don't. Go for uh, it. Thanks, Curtis. No problem. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a few, a few of the biggest headlines from this first uh, few games. Uh, Curtis, I'll kick it over to you because your beloved Golden State Warriors are reeling right now. Can you tell me a little about that? T- t- talk about that. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not good. <laughs> right, so last time we were here, Steph Curry was not hurt yet, right? He was Curry. No, he, he, was, he was not. All, he, he, was still, he didn't have a broken hand He yet. was still playing basketball. Yeah, so Steph Curry wasn't injured. The Warriors were still struggling, and then Steph broke his hand. Now he's out for like three months or something like that. And now Draymond got hurt, so Draymond didn't even make the trip. There's like this like three game trip they're going on, and D'Angelo Russell is out for tonight's game against the Rockets. So and he was out for the last game too. So you're pretty much just watching the Golden State Young Warriors, pretty much, which I kind of like. The Young Warriors. I like it. How does it feel that um, you went from essentially? The most stacked team in NBA history, to probably the worst. I think Golden State. Fa- I think Golden State fans deserve it. That's my hot take. Okay, um, you, got, you guys are getting a taste of some bad yeah. medicine. I believe Golden State's like the third youngest team in the NBA, too, right now. Um, you can. I don't know if you can, you can. We can find that out, but I think that's what my uncle told me. But I. I guess there's always you always got to like drop down eventually, right? But at the same time, though, it's not like the Warriors are dropping off the planet, like. Look at the future coming up, like the next year or so. Like they're gonna be able to build it back up again, potentially. Yeah, I definitely Tank think. Tank <laughs> Yes. I think Bob Myers and that coaching yes. staff. I don't think they're gonna have a huge drop off. And in some kind of weird way, the fact that they are not doing as great as they thought they would be, um, you know, it's unfortunate to lose those guys. But oh, they're yeah. gonna be, I think, in a better position at the end of the year. Uh, in terms of the draft, and then you get to showcase D'Angelo Russell a little bit, get his uh, stock up if you want to try to move him, and then get something in return for that for next year. So, and then you don't have to rush, um, you know, some of your hurt guys back like Clay. Now you don't have to really worry about, you know, he can go through his whole recovery process. Yes. So. Hundred percent, and I think also it gives you an opportunity to see some of, some of these younger kids have to offer too. Like if you can see if one of these guys develops into being. Like a, a solid player, like you see Eric Pascal or Jordan Poole, like these are rookie guys that are can step up and make a difference on the team. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, if this was a team last year, they wouldn't have a chance to even be in that that limelight or that yeah, line pa- right now. Pascal just dropped thirty six the other night. 
Yeah. Again, I think it was against the the Blazers, maybe. I'm. Yeah, they won that game. Yeah. So they they have young guys that could develop. They just this this uh, this is uh, you know a rebuilding year for the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. There's but, no, like there's no beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. No, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent, and it also allows them. Uh, to, that's what it should be, at least. Oh yeah, I, and I, I think the Warriors are thinking the same thing too. It's not gonna be. It allows them to go out there, get a lower or higher draft pick, and potentially get another, like you said, getting a better player, younger kid. Um, I'm excited to actually watch this year because they're not going to be great, but it allows you to see like those younger kids and see how they perform and see how, what the future is going to look like. I like it. Yeah, especially looking at the rest of the the Western Conference. I mean, it's it's again just it's a like yeah, just right just like most years, it, it's stacked this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Lakers who are off to a blazing hot start, six and one. They've won six in a row. Uh, the Nuggets are, are again looking to be um, one of the best teams in the West. A lot of people are thinking. I think they're probably going to finish top three seeds in the Western Conference. Probably even take over the, the first spot. Phoenix is coming out of nowhere, and they've won five of the first seven. Evan Booker is looking like an MVP kind of guy. The Clippers, obviously, with Kawhi and Paul George, we can see how yeah. how star studded that team is. They're pretty good. That's yeah, and that's an understatement. Luka Doncic <laughs> is putting up. What is he averaging a triple double right now? I believe so. I think something like that, yeah. Yeah, you still got Houston, you still got James Harden and Russ. You can never count them out. Utah is one of the, you know, um, one of the most well-coached teams with Quinn Snyder, and then adding Michael Conley and Bogdanovich to that already, um, just, I don't know, very cohesive, well-coached, solid units, great. Uh, Santa, you mean the Spurs haven't missed the playoffs in like 22 years or something. Um, Portland with Dame. So, I mean, the, the, the West is absolutely stacked. So, yeah, I think you guys are right. Golden State... They their their best course of action is probably just a tank. I mean, yeah. get a top yeah. ten pick. Uh, yeah, just see, exactly. Enjoy the year. Understand you're not going to win many games, and just go out there and develop these kids because the West is stacked, and you just can't do anything about it. No, and I think you brought something good up about um, the Jazz and the Nuggets and the Clippers is that these teams that I think are going to be some of the top three teams, even ahead of the Lakers, is because they have so much depth. And with such a long season and with, you know, the Lakers, they do have insane talent on their team, but it's not very deep. Yeah, they're very front-loaded. Yeah, so I think I really value the Jazz adding Mike Conley and Bob Donovich I think is going to be huge. And they've always been a really well-coached team, even when they don't have great talent, which is why I think uh, Donovan Mitchell is has grown to what he is now is – probably because of that whole staff. And I think Denver is also in a good place with their depth, and uh, they should really be super competitive this year, especially being so young. So, Yeah, and I, I especially think, you know, I think the Lakers, they don't have depth, but I think that they're built for the playoffs. I think they are. Um, they can go seven, eight deep, which come playoff time, the adrenaline's pumping, you know, guys, you know, they're not getting as tired quick. Um, that's fine. But I do think the Lakers are probably going to, because, you know, Right now, LeBron's putting up ridiculous numbers, and so is AD. That 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 that's not going to sustain itself, literally, because they're not going to play that much. Because they're going to be on load management, which which we'll get to in a second. Um, but that's why I think teams like Utah and Denver could finish realistically in the top three, yeah. even though they might not be the better teams. They don't have those stars that they're going to rest every night. Mm-hmm. They are those teams that are going to grind it out every night. Denver last year was not the best team in the West, um, but they got the two seed, wasn't it? The, they were their two seed last year. Think, yeah. They got the two seed because their guys didn't rest, and they literally 110% every single night. And then come playoff time, they were, they were outplayed because they just weren't 
the better team. Yeah. Um, because so, then at that point you're starting all your big exactly star names. exactly. So something that like Utah and Denver does very well is literally going into every single game playing their hardest, which mm-hmm. in the NBA today is, you don't see that as much. Yeah. So that, that's why I think those teams are gonna in regular season skyrocket to the top, which could be big for postseason seating and, and and whatnot. I think that is gonna be probably the downfall of the Houston Rockets, which a lot of people are super high on, but the fact that James Harden scored. 59 points correct yeah and they only won by a single point to, to the, the wizards. wizards yep that tells a lot about what the season is going to hold for the rockets their, they are their defense has looked very suspect you can't win playoff basketball like that you're putting up scores like 159 to 158 and it's this early in the season try doing that throughout an entire season and see where you land i don't think it looks very good yeah, no, I, I'd agree. Um, it's it's gonna be tough. I literally, I think it just goes back a few years ago, uh, the year they should they could have beaten Golden State in the conference finals. Yeah. One of the biggest pieces, one of the most underrated pieces on the team was Trevor Ariza, a great three and D wing, and they have not had a guy like that since Ariza. You know, PJ Tucker is just a spot up shooter that sits in the corner. Great shoe guy though. Oh my God, Sorry. yeah, no, no, he's, he's got a great shoe game. Big uh, <laughs> but what? Yeah, what they've been missing is that depth on the wing that can D up the other team's best player so Harden and Westbrook don't think there's so much energy. But they, yeah. they don't have that, which it really, really does hurt them in the long run. All right, let's get into something that um, we talked about before we got on and we mentioned it, load management. So this is something that we've been seeing a lot in the NBA recently. Um, Le- LeBron's pretty known for doing it, uh, take, just taking games off, taking nights off, literally just to rest, that's all. Uh, so Kawhi Leonard, something, something's popped up recently that he is taking a few games off really early in the season, obviously, for, we're 10 games in, not if right. that. Yeah. And he's already taking games off for load management. What's your guys' thoughts on this? Do you do you like that teams do this? Do you think there's a problem with it? What are your guys' thoughts? Can we start off? I, say, yeah, because I start think, off. I think um made a good point of talking about later on in the year how like you can see a team like the Nuggets – taking a spot higher because of this load management and how the players are sitting and stuff like that. And I think we're, we're seeing that already with, like, is it the Bucks versus the Clippers tonight? Mm-hmm. And that in that Kawhi Leonard's going to be sitting. And so if you say you have, like, these bigger matchups, say if they play against the Nuggets and Kawhi Leonard sits, or say if you have LeBron James sitting against them, you're going to win these games a little bit more easily and you're going to see teams go higher and higher up. Um, because ultimately, they know they're going to make playoff spots. Like, if you're looking at the Clippers right now, I feel like you're guaranteed a playoff spot. So you're just like, why not? Why are we going to waste Kawhi Leonard out there right now? Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, like, exactly, like, almost exactly what you said, though, Nolan, is that teams are going to keep grinding, 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 and then they're going to get to the playoffs, and these other teams are going to be well-rested and be like, oh, here we go, and just start pounding it to them. I, so, yeah, go. Here no, go. I was just going to say, um, I think a huge reason that this is starting to trend so early Um, I mean, we saw a little bit of it last year definitely start to trend upwards. The fact that Kawhi, who was on load management with the Raptors last year, and they were able to win it all, and he was well-rested and had one of the most dominant playoff performances that we've seen in a long time, um, I think that everyone in the league looked at that and was like, okay, that's what we have to do because it worked for them and they won the entire thing. So why would we waste our time in the regular season doing that? What's what scares me about it though is not from a player aspect because it's great for them to get rest, but it scares me a little bit for the fan aspect, I guess you could say. Like if you're an 
out of timer who plans to go to a game a couple months away and you're like, I want to see Kawhi Leonard. I want to see Paul George. And then you get to that game and you paid so much money for these tickets and it's a game where they're sitting everybody and just just so you give them a rest. I think it would kind of suck. I feel like, and especially when it's like 10 games into the year right now and we're already resting, resting Kawhi Leonard in these bigger games. Yeah, know. that happened to me last year. I went to I went to Knicks versus Raptors in Toronto yeah. and I didn't know until the night of that Kawhi Leonard was resting. I mean... <clears throat> it's against the Knicks, who were the worst team in the league last year, so I get it. Yeah. But I still would have loved to see Kawhi. So they, while it definitely is um, a huge, like, weapon when it comes to, you know, being healthy for playoff time, they do have, I think the NBA should do their best to try and limit it to, like, not marquee matchups so that the fans get, you know, the least you know, the least boned is, yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say. I think if you're Adam Silver, this is like you're in a really tough spot because you for years have been building up the league as a star-driven league and you put your stars at the front and you advertise them and they're, they run the league. And so now the fact that the stars that everyone's paying to come and see on a nightly basis, spending money, you know, traveling – Who's going to want to do that if you don't know if your favorite players are just going to be sitting the bench for no reason just because they're taking games off? So I don't think it's the players' fault, but, I mean, this is an issue that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, um, so let you like kind of like you said, last couple of years the NBA has gone so much more star-driven, um, giving the players so much more freedom, you know, in demanding trades and sitting out just to get traded and things like that. And I don't think we've really seen the full ramifications of it until now. Whereas now if the NBA tries to step in and say, no, you have to play, well, that's a bad look for the NBA now. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, because they're going to get a lot of backlash. Like, okay, well, you can't, like, micromanage these teams. If we don't want to play our players, we're not going to play them. So they, the NBA got themselves in a very sticky situation, um, which I'm very interested to see how they handle it because I, could, I see both sides. I don't go to many games. I, I just don't. I don't go to a lot of NBA games. So I just watched at home. Yeah. So if a player doesn't play, it's not the end of the world. I can definitely understand. You know, I empathize with the fan that wants to go see LeBron James play and he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Like I I'd be very upset too. But from the same point, again, from a team perspective, if we don't want a guy to play, you can't make us play him. Like that's I don't think that's necessarily fair. But the NBA is still a business and they still have to worry about how they make money and their advertising. And if their guys just don't want to play, well, what's going what's gonna to happen? Is Kawhi going to set out 25 games this year? Because that's going to lose the NBA a lot of money. It will. Yeah. No, it's, oh. that's, it's true. <laughs> and do the fans value how your players are in the playoffs or the regular season more? So that's also something to think about. I, I do have faith in Adam Silver, though, to come with it at least, you know, s- decent uh, – you know, solution to this because I think since since becoming the commissioner, I think he's done a really good job. So I don't see why he is gonna not continue that trend uh, with you know doing something about this low management. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, do you guys have any ideas? Because I'm I've been trying to brainstorm. I don't even know. I mean, the, the thing I the thing I just thought about was the, like teams would have to. Um, set in advance days for players to sit so like in october uh the the clippers would submit to the league office hey Kawhi's not going to play this game this game so it's advertised that they're not but then i still i don't think that's 
you know, I don't think that's really fair to the team to make it known to their opponents that, okay, Kawhi's not going to sit this game, so now you have a month to game plan for us without Kawhi. So, I don't know, do you guys have any ideas just off the top of your head? Well, what, what are the rules now? Isn't it, like, can it only be home games? Or I thought I thought it was that it can only be at home games that you can rest someone, and then there's a certain limit to how many games that can be rested. Because I think if it's not that already, I think that would be a good start. Because then, you know, when teams go on the road, you know, teams like the Lakers, nine times out of ten, if you're going to, you know, a small market like, say, Utah Cleveland. or whatever, Cleveland, they're probably going to, you know, at least half of the fans there are probably going to see LeBron and not cheer for their team. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, LeBron will be a big part of it. So I think definitely home games would be a good start if it's not already in place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually funny that you asked that question, Nolan, that you did before about the schedule with the load management. Um, because Woj actually just tweeted probably about an hour ago that uh, all of the decisions based on Kawhi Leonard's load management are apparently made well in advance of when they sit him. Huh. So the team does know, like, hey, we're going on the road and we're not going to play. Uh, Kawhi, or when we get later in the season, uh, maybe Paul George, depending on yeah. how his whole injury and recovery and all that. So, I, I mean, the short answer, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I would probably put my trust in Adam Silver in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they, I feel like that's the best way for fans, where they know ahead of time, uh, like well in advance. And so, for the if I'm a fan, just from the fan perspective, that's fine. Okay, like I know, okay, Kawhi's not going to play this game. Okay, I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to go buy tickets to that game then. But I think then then that just hurts the league because there's nights where where they normally sell out, they sell half their tickets because everybody knows the Stars aren't going to play. So, I don't know. Very sticky situation. Interesting to see how it's going to play out. All right, let's get into the meat of the podcast, the heart and the bones, the hardiness of it. Let's get into our award predictions. All right, do you, what do you guys, do you guys want to start with the MVP? Or do you guys want to start like? From I think the we should up? save MVP for last. Okay, yeah. we'll start from the bottom up. So let's start with Coy, aka Coach of the Year. And if you watch the NFL podcast, you know that we only um, call the awards by their abbreviations. So this is the Coy. Who you guys got for Coy? Curtis, go. Look at me, <laughs> Curtis, go. Uh, well, okay, so I actually forgot to put a Coach of the Year down. All right, Drew, go. But I was, okay, I was, no, 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 you're done. I have one. You're done. I have one. <laughs> I got it. All right. All right. My, my super early pick for Coach of the Year is Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. They've looked, they've looked very, very good. Uh, they well exceeded their expectations, at least for these first few games. And this is all without DeAndre Ayton. He's suspended 25 games. Um, for PED use, um, and I think he only played the first game. Um, and I think they're five and I believe they're five and two right now, and they beat the the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. So I think you know <clears throat> I don't know how long they can keep this exact level of play, but I think they'll be much improved from last year. So yeah, that's my pick, Monty Williams. And they gave uh, the Sixers their first loss of the year, too. That's right. Um, without Embiid, but still. Okay, but my pick, which, by the way, Phoenix, I think not only are they playing well, but I think Monty Williams has done a great job. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Why can't I think of it? De oh, developing the players. Like Kelly Oubre is having a great year. He's having 17 a game. 
Uh, Devin Booker is putting up MVP numbers. Aaron Baines is having a great season for some reason. So, uh, yeah, no, Monty Williams has done a great job thus far. But my co- my pick for Koi is Eric Spolstra. Um, I'm big on the Miami Heat this year. I really, really like that team. I think they're going to be most fun teams to watch. I think they're going to be a very dangerous team come playoff time. In the, they're probably going to finish four lower. So whoever's matches up with them first round is going to be dangerous. You know, Jimmy Butler, obviously. I'm really big on Tyler Hero. I think he's going to be one of the best rookies in the NBA this year. Bam Adebayo is the early mix for uh, most improved player. Um, Kelly Olynyk's not awful. Myers Leonard was a, was a solid pickup from Portland after they Justice traded. Winslow. Yeah, ju- yeah, Justice Winslow. Uh, Goran Dragic is still a good facilitator. So I really do like the Heat. So I'm taking Spolstra. I think I think they're going to finish the top five seed. Um, I think I'm going to have to go for my coy is going to be Mike Malone from Denver. Um, I think this team has a ton of potential and they are really deep. And I picked him as my early coach of the year just because of where I expect them to be. Because if they can finish as like a top three seed in the West, a, a pretty good West with such a young roster, um, I think he just deserves it entirely. Um, there's a lot of good coaches, but um, I mean, this team is going to need a lot of time to to build their chemistry up. Um, if they can figure out what's going on with Michael Porter Jr. and if he can maybe improve his game a little bit, uh, along with some of their newer additions, I think that um, the Denver Nuggets could really be pretty good. And that's, I mean, I just think he, if they do that well, then he should be the coach of the year. Before we get into you, Curtis, you guys ever you guys ever heard of the Cavs versus the Nuggets challenge? Yeah. Where no. All right, so <laughs> yeah. so, no. uh, so so some Cavs fans. You did this last year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do it. Well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it this year. Okay. So some Cavs fans on Twitter started this a couple years back. Whenever the Cavs play the Denver Nuggets, the, it, it's a challenge. You got to go to McDonald's, buy a bunch of chicken nuggets, and you, the goal is to eat more chicken nuggets than the Denver Nuggets <laughs> score points. <laughs> What an exhilarating awesome. time in Cleveland right now. <laughs> wow. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so, obvi- so obviously, th- this started, um, I believe, post – no, this started when LeBron was still here. But the last few years, obviously, um, the Cavs have not been good. So when they played Denver, Denver's putting up 110, 120 easily. Nobody's ever finished it because nobody can eat over 100 nuggets. Do they, ma- wow. they have to match the Nuggets score or the yeah, match nuggets, the Cavs score? Nuggets score. They have, they have oh. to eat more nuggets than the Denver Nuggets score. So if the Nuggets score 120 points, wow. you have to eat 121 Nuggets. Nobody's ever finished it, but it's just really cool. So I think you should do it for the Raptors. The Raptors versus the Nuggets, and then the Warriors versus the Nuggets. <laughs> oh, Knicks no, versus the Nuggets. not this but year. See, the thing <laughs> is... Every team versus the Nuggets. The thing it's not, is, it's I the funniest challenge. I think the Raptors can actually play a little bit of defense, so they might be so you, you pretty might be, all right. You might be able to do it then. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to try it, though. I'm not going to lie. I feel like We're going to do it this year. I, think, I feel I, like in Canada, they're a little more strict with... Uh, you can't really order 130 nuggets just because just of their health regulations the there. Like, okay. Yeah, right, right. yeah, the U.S. Yeah. is like, whatever. Yeah. Cleveland, come on. You want 30 nuggets? <laughs> Go for it, brother. Yeah, right, be 40. <laughs> right now, the nuggets are averaging, I, I even looked it up, they're averaging 104 points per game. So you're going to eat around 104 chicken nuggets. Again, which is <laughs> I, think, I think what we should do is uh, I cannot eat that many nuggets by myself, but if we split it up amongst the four of us, I think we could get it done. Oh, that's cake. So it's going to be the off the glass versus the nuggets. 
The Warriors. The Warriors play against the Nuggets <laughs> two days before I leave for London. We're you have you, we're you gonna, have you have the day. Uh, <laughs> when is the, when is that? What day uh, is that? The sixteenth. Uh, what month? Uh, January. January. All yeah. right, mar- lock, lock it in. January sixteenth. Off the Curtis glass. Curtis is taking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Off the glass versus the Nuggets. That's yep. the fun, challenge. Have fun getting through TSA. After yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna miss your uh, flight. I'm gonna be in the bathroom. I'm gonna in a flight. You're not gonna be able to fit through the door. No. All right. All right. Move on. All right, Kurt. Who's your koi? Oh, um, well, I feel like... <laughs> totally forgot <laughs> yeah. no, about. Next guy, next guy. <laughs> all right, all right. So, no, I actually had the same one as you, Nolan, though. I had Eric Spolstra, too. I feel like he's gonna, they're going to have a big year in Miami. Even Dude, though, okay. Spolstra is... He's been one of the most underrated coaches, I think, since LeBron left. Like, he's proven himself to be a very good coach, mm-hmm. even without LeBron. Because a lot of LeBron coaches, they turn out to be awful once he leaves, which they were awful when he was there. <laughs> LeBron was coaching the team, pretty much. But yeah, I think Spolter does not give enough credit. But yeah, <laughs> that's a good pick. I agree. All right, moving on. Sixth man of the year, Drew Go. I gotta go with Lou Will again. Like he's Six man like Lou he's Will. picking up right where he left off last year and the year before. So I I don't know how much else needs to be said. The, the Clippers they're gonna be even better this year. So I think that only only is more of a reason to pick him. You know, with the record they'll probably have. <clears throat> I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay in LA, stay at the Clippers. I'm gonna uh, take Montrezl Harrell as my sixth man of the year. He's averaging 19 a game right now. Um, I really love his energy off the bench. It was huge last year in the playoffs, and now this year uh, with the roster they have and how deep they are, he's gonna be big in the regular season, especially. You know, obviously because like the theme we've been talking about today, players resting. Montrezl Harrell is a guy that's gonna give you 110% every single night, and I think his numbers are gonna reflect that. I think he wins sixth man. I I really do like um, Lou Will as a pick. However, I'm going to go with Kyle Kuzma um, because I think he's going to need to really kind of step up his role quite a bit just because of what we talked about with load management. And, you know, they're not an, an incredibly deep team, but I think that Kuzma, um, he definitely will be a pretty big role player um, so that when they have Anthony Davis or LeBron coming off the bench that – he can really kind of step up. I think he's averaging like around 10 points already. And I mean, he looks like he's improved his game a little bit so far from what I've seen, but you know, we'll see throughout the season how that goes. But yeah, I'm going to go with Kyle Kuzma. I'm going with also Lou Williams. I was originally thinking about going with Eric Gordon, but honestly in that Houston set right now, I feel like it's going to turn into, I want the ball more between Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And I don't feel like Eric Gordon is going to get much love. Even though I think he's going to get what he's gonna love. Yeah, but uh, Lou Williams has already proven that he's a huge piece of that puzzle, and uh, I think he's going to win six man of the year. All right, most improved. Mip. My most improved is going to be Karis LeVert from the Brooklyn Nets. He's already averaging 19 points, five rebounds, 3.7 assists, which is well over his career best or career best season. Um and I think he'll be he'll get even more opportunity with Durant out this year. Um, Kyrie's playing amazing, and I'm sure he'll get the ball to him uh, a lot. So I think he's going to be my most improved pick. Mine is uh, Scary Terry. Um, hey He's in Charlotte now, uh, averaging 16 points a game. He's kind of he's the, he's the catalyst on that team. Obviously, not a very good Charlotte team, a very young one. Um, so obviously, two years ago in the playoffs, he took over for Kyrie after he went down with an injury. 
um, really shined in the playoffs. But then when Kyrie came back next year, Terry Rozier took a backseat and uh, kind of sat on the shelf. Um, so he, you know, he came into last year really high, and then didn't really do much. Now he's in Charlotte, you know, fresh new environment. I think it's gonna be good for him. New contract. Yes, new contract as well. Shout out Michael Jordan for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I saw. I, I think he, he's. I mean, as it stands right now, he's up seven points a game from last year. He averaged only nine last year, sixteen already. I imagine. I think it's gonna go up as the season progresses. So Terry Rozier, my my most improved. I am going to go for my MIP, uh, Shy Alexander from OKC. Um, I think he just all of a sudden looks like a legitimate basketball player that can put up solid points. He's averaging uh, 22 points a game, but more importantly, he's shooting almost 50%. Um, That's great as a guard. Obviously, we're still pretty early in the season, but, I mean, if you just watch this guy play, he, he does look like he has a lot of control over the game. Uh, he doesn't look like shy, and I mean, he really does. Besides his name. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was incredible! You are so Hold quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna uh, end it right there because. All right, so really that's good. the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it, cut it. Wow, I walked right into that. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> all right. He, he also has a fantastic frame. As like a modern day guard, he's like six seven. No, he's yeah, he is long. He's super long. Just um, like the, the last name on his jersey just wraps around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And defensively, yeah, he's I mean, he's just like a too. long player. He's just he looks he looks like really good. So I like it. I'm going with Brandon Ingram. No, so after last year in LA, had all like the issues with like, the blood clot and stuff like that, and didn't know if he was gonna be able to play basketball. He's back. He's averaging 25.9 points right now in New Orleans. And New I think Orleans. Like, like Nolan said with uh, Terry Rozier, it's a new scenery. It's a new start. I think Brandon Ingram has a big year. And also with like Zion out being for this first month, he's a big guy they need down there. All right. Depoy, Defensive Player of the Year. I am going with Rudy Gobert for the third straight year, I think. It's honestly – I think it's going to be a toss-up between him – and Anthony Davis, but I think Gobert will probably take it because he's probably going to get more minutes than Davis um, overall, and he's going to be the anchor of probably you know a top five defensive team in the league uh, in the Utah Jazz. So yeah, I'm going with Rudy Gobert. I'm going to go with uh, Joel Embiid. Um, he's obviously, I mean, just kind of similar to Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert. Really, as long as Embiid gets the minutes and stays healthy, I mean that he's going to put up monster numbers. Um, so I'm gonna go with a little bit of a surprise pick with Embiid. So yeah, I think he's he, he right now he's averaging just, just under two blocks a game. Uh, I like for that I like for that to go up. And Philly's gonna have a good defense this year with Al Horford, Ben Simmons. They have the size and the length. So I like Embiid, Defensive Player of the Year. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I definitely considered Embiid as as my Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but I'm gonna go with Rudy Gobert. Um, I'm also noticing a trend. All of these, you know, defensive player of the year, they kind of all look like the same figure. They play the same type of defense. They can guard on the perimeter. They're just long players. You can't get in the paint. Um, and I think it's it's huge for the team overall to have a guy like that um, because I feel like that's sort of the trend that a lot of these centers are going is these athletic can move around the entire court. They They're not just – you know, paint defenders, and, and that's basically it. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think Rudy Gobert is overall so versatile on defense, and 
but I think uh, I think your guys' picks are uh, pretty good too. So I think that the evolution of <laughs> the evolution of, here. <laughs> it's close. It's really close. It is the evolution of the big man in the past few years is like a whole. That could be a whole podcast in itself, just with how much they're. So are we doing spacing that? Spacing the floor. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, double podcast. Is, is it happening? <laughs> Just see how much of space in the floor and getting more, faster, bigger, longer, you know. Yeah. All that good stuff. I also got Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> no one keeps stealing my picks. But, um, no, he, he's winning. Uh, he's, he's uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? He's uh, furious on and off the court, if anybody has saw his, uh, Twitter feud oh. with yeah, Carl no, Anthony Towns. I was about to say, he's going to win the award just solely based off him getting into a fight with yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, if he can stay on the court and not get into <laughs> fights, he'll definitely have a chance to get player of the year. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What are we going to move on to now? All right. Rookie of the year, Roy. Drew, go. I'm going with R.J. Barrett, the hometown hero. I, I'm a Knicks fan, <laughs> unfortunately. No, right now he's averaging 18 a game. Um, I think it, his only other competition is – Probably John Morant, who, spoiler, I think other people have John Morant as rookie of the year. No, I'm sorry, brother. You just ruined <laughs> come this on. But this guy. No, I think sticks. he's gonna have a lot more opportunity on a once again struggling New York Knicks team. Um, laugh, Curtis, Mister <laughs> Mister Warriors fan. Um, At least we have a lot of upside for the future. All right, listen. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, R.J. Barrett, that's my pick. I'm going to go with uh, John Morant. Um, right now he leads all rookies yes. in points per game <gasps> with ni- ni- 19.5 and then assists per game at 5.5. Um, but aside from his playmaking ability, I mean, I've already seen a bunch of highlights of him just yamming on people or attempting yeah. to and then almost, like, getting hurt. But then, That was scary, though. <laughs> but John Morant has crazy athleticism, crazy hops. He's got good IQ. Um, one of his biggest concerns coming into the NBA from college was that with a guy that handles the ball as much as he does and commands the offense, he he you know he didn't do a great job of taking care of the ball. We kind of see that with James Harden, where of course James Harden is going to have four or five turnovers a game because he's touching the ball every every possession. So, but I think Morant has got off the best start. I think he's the best player in this class. I think that'll show throughout his career. So, John, John Morant. Yeah, he's also my pick. I don't even really think it's super close the gap. Um, I think that, you know, obviously you touched on his points and playmaking abilities. Um, I just think they're already giving him a lot of responsibility and every single time he's stepped up. And I think that that's pretty much exactly what teams look for in a rookie is somebody who can have an immediate impact and make such a smooth transition. And, um, I mean, he absolutely has, and he's shooting, uh, 50% from three-point as a rookie, I mean, that's pretty impressive, I think, aside from everything else he's been doing, his freakish athletic ability. Um, So I'm just really excited to see him uh, for the rest of the year. All right, I'm going to throw you guys. I like like the John Moran picks, but I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. Oh, I love Tyler Hero. I think his opportunities right now there in Miami. He's averaging 13.7 points a game, looking fire. And I think he could be your sleeper right there. Would you say he's looking heat? Stop. Wah, wah. Stop. <laughs> so bad. I, sp- I spent my entire uh, class this morning watching Tyler Hero high school highlights. So I'm a big Tyler Hero guy. Big Tyler Hero guy. 
Also, mom, I swear I actually pay attention in class. Don't don't yell at me. All right, next guy, the MVP. <sighs> this is tough, but I think I gotta no, go it's with. It's not. It's not tough. It's not go tough. Ahead. Go ahead. I think I gotta go with LeBron. He is a walking triple double this year. Even if, even if he gets put on, I don't think he'll get he'll take off that many games for load management because he is LeBron. Other than that injury last year, he's been pretty much bulletproof his entire career. So, and he's just he he he's on his revenge season. As if you follow me on Instagram, hashtag revenge season, hashtag the kid from Akron. I'm not sponsored by LeBron James, but I'm I picking him. I do too, but I'm picking no one, him for no one my will be MVP LeBron's this year. biggest hype man. <laughs> I already am. I know you mean? are. <laughs> like I, if he hired you though, you could just take it to another level. I feel like. Oh my god, without a doubt. <laughs> I would not. I would. There would not be a day that I didn't wear some kind of LeBron apparel. <laughs> All right. Okay. My b- pick is uh, James Harden. I love the LeBron pick, but again, kind of just like with the whole load management talk we've been we've been going on about, LeBron is almost a pioneer of that. So LeBron's gonna be setting games this year. There's no doubt about it. Especially if you know, get off their six and one start. Let's say in a month the Lakers are twenty and four or twenty and five, something crazy. Sit LeBron for five games. Who cares? You, you know, those games don't matter. So LeBron's going to be sitting out. So that, that's why I'm going to give it to James Harden, who's already averaging, what, 37 points a game? This, the, hold on. Let, me, uh, let me fact check this so I don't. Um, I'm an idiot. It's a lot of points. Let's see. Point. 36. He's averaging 36 a game right now. He also had a game of And last year, last year, he, so he, this would be his third straight year averaging 30 or more. Last year also averaged 36. Did not win MVP just solely because Giannis, you know, like, I feel like the NBA, when it comes to MVP, um, like James Harden was the previous winner, and although he could have won it again, when you when a guy comes up like Giannis and plays like he does, you kind of got to give it to Giannis, even if James Harden maybe he was more deserving. You know what I mean? It's also yeah. best player on best team. Like That's they true. Had, I think they had the best. The Bucks had the best record in the league last year. They did, and two years ago Houston did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I'm gonna take James Harden just because I feel like you you can't ignore 36 points a game two years in a row. And I think I think he's going to average around 35, 36 this whole season. So I'm saying James Harden. Well, you definitely bring up some good points about how much points he is scoring. Um, but I'm going to take the reigning MVP, Giannis. Um, the reason for that is I do think James Harden is great, but Giannis can do anything on the court. His defensive ability is freakish. His offensive ability is insane. Um, and I think he's going to be a great leader for the Bucks. Um, I also think that the Bucks have been doing a pretty good job already of distributing the minutes because they're a pretty deep team. So they don't really have to rely on Giannis 100% of the time throughout the entire regular season. So I really think that he's going to steadily just keep getting better and better and better and not really get super tired. And he's going to be able to show uh, what he's improved on. Uh, James Harden, I just have some questions about, you know, all the points that he's putting up and not being able to really do it on the defensive side of the uh, court, I think that's a big factor. So that's basically why I'm picking Giannis is just because both sides of the court, he's dominant. So Drew. All right, Curtis, with the last uh, pick of the night, you drum roll. It's not that. Buddy heel. Wait a minute. Wait, is this real? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, I'm say, like, okay. no way. Never, <laughs> you, never you, you just drum roll. You the give me a drum roll for 
No. Isaac Bonga. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron Baines. Yeah. <laughs> lock, lock, lock. Um, I'm going with also with LeBron James. Um, the guy's a freak. Right. And I think, like you said, Drew, this is his comeback season. You know, after last year, they just didn't look good in L.A. I think LeBron's going to make a statement this year. Um, and he always puts up good numbers. Right now he's averaging 26 points. He's averaging 11 assists and eight rebounds per game, which, granted, throughout the course of the year, those probably will fluctuate. But I think LeBron's got it, though. I like LeBron. Mm. Man's putting those numbers up at 34 years old in his 17th Dang right. season. Mama, there goes that man. He's not, he's not human. He's not. I don't think he is. All right. So those are all our predictions. Now let's get into a segment we're going to have every week uh, called Game of the Week. Um, very self-explanatory. We're going to pick a game that we think is the best game of that week, and we're also going to have our predictions for it. So, Drew, you got your Game of the Week? No. <laughs> all right, I'll get my Game of the Week. <laughs> You're good. Um, see you later. <laughs> so Friday night, November 8th, this Friday, Friday the 13th. Friday night. Uh, Miami Heat at the L.A. Lakers. Um I like I like the Lakers in this game. I think it's gonna be a good one. Again, I'm very high on the Heat and the Lakers. I don't think that I, I don't think they're gonna be able to sustain what they've been doing. You know, LeBron putting up essentially 30 point triple doubles all the time. Um, I think that's gonna drop off a little bit, but I think they keep their hot streak going. I think they they extend their winning streak to seven in a row. Um, so I'm taking the Lakers. Uh, my game of the week is going to be Thursday night, November 7th. It's Heat at Suns. Um, Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Spooky season. I, heat. I just row. think these are two teams that are right now pretty exciting to watch. Um, we mentioned Tyler Hero a bunch. He's really exciting rookie to watch. Um, I think the Suns have been shockingly good um, for especially <clears throat> not having DeAndre Ayton. So, and they're at home. So I think I'm going to have to pick the Suns in this. I think it'll be close, but, um, I mean, Devin Booker right now is still the same incredible player uh, offensively and defensively. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Suns in that game. Let me go with you. Well, I got, you got, I got it. it. All right. My game of the week is Friday night, 76ers at Denver Nuggets. Are you serious? You come and take my game oh. from right underneath me? Did I actually take oh, your pick? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. He calls me. I go, I'm about to go talk. He calls me off and takes my own game. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Curtis. You're fine. Better but <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, two contenders from each conference this year. Also, I think the battle between the two best, uh, two true, jeez, I cannot speak English. Best two true centers in the league in Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Um, I think it's going to be good. I think Sixers are coming out on top, though. Someone give me. <laughs> <laughs> give me a minute. Oh, also, for the Heat uh, Phoenix game, tickets as low as $17. Wow. You guys want to go? Yo, let's, let's make the trip. I got it. Let's go to Phoenix. Wait, so how long? Okay, so I'm going with Sunday night. Friday the 13th. No, it's <laughs> is it the, Sunday the 11th or 10th. 10th. We're close, though. <laughs> From Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. The Raptors take on the Lakers. 9.30 p.m. Love Eastern time. I like it. I love that game. Of course you do. What do you got? I'm going with... Lakers. <laughs> it's weird how uh, Cavs aren't in any anyone's game of the week. Whatever. They were. They were. 
The Cleveland Cavaliers' next game was a really close one for me. I'm not going to lie. You guys should, I'm going to rub that in your face when the Cavs whoop them. What? The Warriors? No. Well, Cavs next. Cavs next. Yeah, I'm going to rub that in your face. <laughs> to Drew. The Cavs are going to win. I I wouldn't doubt it. The Knicks would look awful. Okay, well, that wasn't as fun badgering you. If okay. you're yeah, Drew, you're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> really? The Knicks are going to oh, destroy <laughs> the Cavs, dude. What is a what it's, is a Darius Garland? I don't know what that is. It's not it's not fun unless we're fist Never heard of it. her. <laughs> he's actually not having a great year. What's he's a only Tristan averaging, Thompson? He's only, hey, Tristan's having a great year. He's everything sixteen and thirteen right now. Don't disrespect Tristan. But all right, that's all the time we have for today for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Real Griffcast. More news and updates on not only this podcast, but the rest of our lineup for Drew Lauro, Curtis Petchke, and Sean Kennedy. My name is Nolan Hopkins. This has been the Off the Glass Podcast. We will see you next time. See ya.